0: You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What's up, man? your boy, Al Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And once again, you know what it is. We're talking amazing, independent comic books. And today, whew, we have a seasoned writer, creator, publisher with a dope, dope publishing, press critical entertainment. I got a bag here. I'm about to open too. with goodies. They're going to be showing off. I can't wait to this. The man himself, CEO, Mr. Christopher Rina. How are you doing?
1: Whoa, whoa. How are you guys doing? Doing great, Hello,
0: Homie, how you doing? <laughs>
1: Oof, busy. I,
0: I I understand that the life of a CEO, life, a life of a boss, man, getting things done. You know, putting your your because this this is not a light package, folks. having heavy. I can't wait to open this. But you know it is an origin story, homie. Thank you for coming on. But I need to know. You know, we love our origin stories here, Chris. Tell us where you were originally from. So I'm from Lovewood.
1: I'm from L.A. I'm from like the Lockerson, Glendale area, so kind of like a suburb in Los Angeles. And yeah, I originally wanted to be a computer programmer, so I went to college, and then I got really tired of doing math all the time. And so I went, went into like film classes and photography classes, and I eventually went to film school. So that's where I kind of learned writing and storytelling. And wow. I kind of fell into comics when I wanted to kind of like write Take a few, maybe like our my screenplays and turn them into comics. And then you kind of have your film already done after you have it illustrated. So that was kind of like the strategy of trying to get into the film industry while also kind of working in this comic industry, too.
0: So, were you a fan prior, or, or again, just later in life, you became a fan of
1: comics? So, I, I read comics a lot as a kid. They kind of helped me learn how to read. So, Amazing Spider Man, Uncanny X Men, you know, Batman. So that's where I kind of started off with comics, and I, you I made get the like
0: access though. How did you get the access? What did What did you find it on your own, or or, or your parents brought this to you and introduced you? How that happened?
1: So, so my dad would take me to the local comic book store. And then I would just pick up the latest issue of Amazing Spider-Man. And eventually I did some subscriptions and stuff like that. So it was really kind of like my mom and my dad would take me to the local comic book store. And they'd have like the coupons, right? Like the store credit coupons, buy a certain amount of comics. Here's like, here's a Monopoly $5 bill. You know, you can bring it back in. So that's where I really got exposed to comics. And then I kind of, I never thought of it as a career until I started getting into storytelling. And really, like, I fell in love with the medium of comic books right. on how to tell story visually. And yeah, you know, that's, that's kind of how it started. Film school, storytelling. And then, you know, the medium is so fantastic. And you get to work with, like, amazing artists. And you can kind of get to see your stuff come to life. And you can be as creative as possible too.
0: So talk about stepping into the creative space. You know, making the books. You know, not you know from being a fan. Now you're making it. You know, was it as easy as easy as you expected, or was there some stumbles along the way? You're like, oh man, I didn't know about this.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I knew it would be difficult because you know I went to film school, and getting in the film and TV industry is as competitive as possible. And there's a lot of similarities. I thought it'd be easier and it's a little easier. It is, but it is still incredibly difficult. Anything creative, anything where you're a writer, it's very difficult. It's hard to work with other companies. A lot of other companies try to take advantage of you because they know it's creative. And there's a lot of other people who want to do it too. It's hard to be in any industry where it's like, yeah, I love comics. And it's like, yeah, you love comics. How much do you really love comics? Because you're going to be competing against people who do this all the time. And that's exactly. all that they do.
0: And thank goodness we don't have people on the Kirby level nowadays. If we did, then a lot of people would be out of a job. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I, I think guys like Kirby now would have a hard time because as fantastic as they are, a company might go, hey, I, I want to hire this other guy who's half the price and half as good. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, everyone's everyone's going for the bottom line. Everybody's on a
0: budget, man. And and, and there there are places that want to rape on the budget companies. Let me ask you something here. You know, know, you're a creator, you know, you have a publishing press. How easy is it for you to navigate marketing wise, you know, for what you're doing
1: now? Because a lot of people find that to be one of the most difficult parts. Do you? Marketing is 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 definitely one of the more difficult parts especially for creator because all all us writers a lot of us creators are so introverted so it's really hard to like come up on a podcast here and try to kind of expose yourself to the world and you're talking to everyone so you you really got to get out of that like oh i'm just a writer like yeah leave me alone you know i'm a right. no you no matter who you are even if you were like a jack kirby or stanley today you have you got to dive into social media right there's all our social media stuff you know i i can't be an elder millennial and ignore tiktok and ignore tiktok and youtube and in all these things
0: look at me I do a tiki and a talkie sometimes. Hey, man, we got to do it, baby. So again, you know, it's 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 just being where you got to be in order to, you know, get your brand out there. There's nothing
1: wrong with that. Well, you're not taking ads out of newspapers or billboards or any of that stuff anymore. It's do the free Instagram, you know, do Facebook. You got to do all those things. Yeah. And then as an indie, it's if, if you're not Marvel or D.C., you 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 get shown the door real fast, you know?
0: Unfortunately, um, what's funny is that Marvel and DC don't even market their books like indies do, because I get tons of emails from indies, and then, you know, repetitive emails, you know, during the course of the week, you know, which is great. I'll be honest, in the press time, Marvel and DC don't really push like that. I got a couple you know, here and there, especially now, for example, since Discovery took over DC, holy shit, has their marketing slowed down?
1: Yeah, it's, you, you think there'd be a lot more marketing trying to get people into the retail shops to buy their stuff, but they don't. They don't care in, about in, th- Instead, it's all the retailing trying to get people into movie theaters now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I want to get some of my stuff made into films too, but you can't just ignore the whole industry that got you into it in the first place, you know? Absolutely,
0: absolutely. So, I'm about where you came from.
1: (laughs) So so marketing's difficult. You know, I'm really, I've learned to look for, I, I like to call them champions of independence. You know, guys like you and Johnny, people who actually reach out to me and try to get me on their shows. And like for our industry to move forward, we need more people like you and Johnny and other indie press people to push us forward. Otherwise, you know, maybe some of these comic book shops will start closing down faster.
0: Well, the comic book shops also need to be more aware. I think distribution companies have ha- have to kind of invest in what well, as well. Because, I mean, you know, they're already taking enough from you as a creator to distribute. For example, when you go to a bigger distributor, if you're not doing a Kickstarter, I'm like, you know, they need to decide to help you too, marketing-wise. You know, on a bigger yeah. scale. Sh- Not just the one fucking press. Again, I'm on the press side. I see things and, you know, I get access to things. And sometimes I don't see the things that I would expect that I should see.
1: Well, you know, I've been working here with Diamond for close to half a year now, and I'm getting used to working with them. And they have some resources that are helpful, you know, in terms of emailing all the retailers. I can reach out to all the retailers through an email. Now, it might cost me some money. And I might be, I might be still paying some Marvel DC prices, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so even distributors too need to kind of change their way of thinking a little bit. I believe so. I you believe know, so. Uh, it needs it,
0: to be a, again. I like to use people like to use the term "it takes a village" when they talk about children. But independent community is the same damn approach. It takes a village. The creators need to get together. We're not competing. We all got different projects, different stuff going on. Retailers need to like, yo, how can we work together? We all make some money. Ain't that fucking difficult. Marvel DC did it, right? Premiere published like an image or a dynamite. They've been doing it, right? I'm not going to say IDW because they've been in trouble (laughs) with my financial business, but through their licensing errors. You know
1: what I mean? Well, look at Image. You know they've grown so much over the years, and they're really up there with Marvel and DC now. In at terms this of- point, yes. Yeah, it to
0: be big three probably within the next year or two, where you can really say, okay, you know, Image is really a big deal because it's they're starting to take a bigger slice of the pie.
1: And I w- I worked for Boom Studios for a little bit, and they're they're really big too. Oh, they're growing. So,
0: yeah, we yep. call those premiere IDW, Image, Boom, Dark Horse. You know, those are. A dynamite are premier that that that
1: right right next to big two almost there in midtown so, the street you know i i for the comic industry to grow they need companies like my company or mad cave or scout to be even bigger you know if okay. comic book stores and diamond and lunar want to succeed they're going to have to kind of get on this new train of independence because
0: it's not just this, you know train it's the right train because again distribution companies begin to listen to a fan base and not not to you know their 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 you know customer if you will which is those those folks. Like, listen, listen to the fan base like yo you guys are going to be getting a hell of fucking returns Do you want to deal with this shit well
1: yeah. i go to i i go to comic book shops and check them out and ask them questions and a bunch of them are like you know customers who come in half of them go oh where's Spider-Man and the other half go, where's the indie stuff? Where's, where's the like new different things. And it's hard for a retailer.
0: And also manga, because they take a big slice of the pie. My daughter is one of that generation that she goes to a comic book shop and she goes straight to the manga section if they have one.
1: <laughs> well, there there it is. Like the audience that used to be buying comic books here, they're going to manga now for, for that taste of creativeness. You know, and I think if if comic book stores are carrying more independence, they'll get bought up more. They yeah. will because audiences are looking for new content.
0: Agreed. Because wouldn't you agree that manga just be, and, and and its style, if you will, is independent. You know, these are new characters, new worlds that people eat up. It is independent. It's just not called indie manga because it's you know not from here.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean they're they're comics and it's they're at at you know they're everyone's trying to figure out why manga's doing good and comics are doing worse. You know, look at how the creators are treated. You know, they have creative control. They're they're praised of being creators here. It's more like the story dies with them.
0: You know what I mean? That there's no continuation. If they don't finish the story, by the time they pass, the story will die with them. You're not getting
1: any more. That's why it's hard to follow Spider-Man because it's like, which Spider-Man am I following? Now? Oh my
0: god. Yeah, you're talking about that. See, all right, so talk I'm gonna open this bag in just one sec. But talk to me about that though. And, and the world of critical entertainment. Isn't gonna be a convoluted mess like it? Like and what, what what is the approach that you're taking with critical entertainment how so, how is critical going to be different before i open this baggie right here?
1: you know so we're we're trying to do a lot of original stuff I'll work with a lot of different genres right so you'll go we'll, we have a cowboy short we have a sci-fi short and then we have a zombie tale we got a zombie tale here Ooh. so that's three different genres for our first three books so you're not getting a superhero book of one character, a superhero book of another character, and a superhero book of another character, and then they come together in a multiverse or whatever. You know, that's that's not what we're really about. And with the film background, I try to do things like Zombie Zero here is like a, is like a film. It'd be if you read this, it would be like if you went to a movie theater and, and watched it. That's
0: okay. what I want. Oh, you know what? I'm going to rip up my bag, folks. If that bad boy's in there, I'm about to flip. <laughs> Hold on in here. Hold on. Hey, folks. It'd be like Christmas. Heck yeah. Hold on. Let me put myself over here. Open in this bad boy with that nice little bubble packaging.
1: Oh, oh, snap. Wait a minute. Hey, we got this right here. So you get a little packet. All, All the retailers and Diamond got a packet similar to that. Ooh, oh, well, this cover. We have Lifeboat, folks. Look at that. We got Lifeboat. That comes out in two days. In two out. days. Whatever. Look at it. <laughs> sexy that look, folks. And that's uh, by our other writer, Mason Mendoza. Oh, snap. No wonder she was heavy.
0: I got it. I got it. Oh, <laughs> oh hold on a minute. Oh, he, oh, already. Already after my heart. Black and white, baby. I love it. I
1: fucking love it. Oh, my right. God. Look at this art. Right. So that that's oh. about the last zombie at the end of a zombie apocalypse. Really? So, yeah. Oh. Ooh. So it's a twist on the zombie genre. So once again, trying to be creative and original. There's so many zombie stories out there. And they're usually about the beginning of a zombie apocalypse. But mm-hmm. since we have... Look at this, folks. Look at yeah, we got Art by Leandro Rizzo. Jesus. And I've bro, been working with him for almost a decade now. Bro, I can't I can't stop looking at this. It looks so fucking great. That book comes out on the that comes out on the 25th. And that was really my first like big book. Oh my god, this pinup thing you got here looks. Oh my god.
0: Oh my god. Oh my god. All right. There we go, the cowboy with many hats. First of all, right here, got name a little back boy right there. Look at this beautiful cover.
1: Now that book came out on the fifteenth. So she's already out, baby. So if hopefully it's in your shop. And if not, you can just tell them and they'll order it for you. And can they also go to the website if they need something? So they can also go to the website and order it as well. Hey, right we, there. We, below. we get a little bit better margins. <laughs> so but Support the shop. Support the shop, baby. Look at that. I want to support shops, right? Look at this. Is and this one ship, does he get
0: through the firmament? No. It's...
1: <laughs> and that's the planetary expansion that comes out on December 13th.
0: Oh, really? Oh, man. I'm not going to show anything off in here. But let's see. If, let me take a look inside. Let me see how I feel. You can
1: show Oh, Oh, nice. Heavy color. Cu- Ooh. Yeah, and then some, some of our floppies are a little larger, right? So even if we're charging five bucks, you're getting a little bit more bang for your buck. A
0: little bit, I mean, look at this, folks. This is not a Marvel book. You get to read. You understand? You're not going to put this book down in five minutes like most big two books. You're going to have a nice, good reading. You're going to get your money's worth. Like, yo. Know, Along with beautiful, look, and some beautiful art.
1: Come on, now.
0: You see this? Come on. I want yeah,
1: to- we have art from Alonzo uh, Molina Gonzalez on that.
0: Whoa. Chapter one. Urgh. Man, so th- how did you choose the titles that you want to this first release?
1: Well, we kind of had these books for, for a while, and we tried to build a library up before we went to Diamond, so we could oh, at least rele- yeah. Re- release a few books at a time. and we went with these because Zombie Zero is probably our best seller, right? We wanted that to be in the first month as one of our really strong books. And then The Cowboy with Many Hats was like my first, my first short with Tad Galusha, who's a really talented artist. So we wanted to kind of start people easy with two shor- with two shorts and then, you know, a jab, jab and a punch for Zombie Zero. When the
0: sheriff of an old western town is framed for murder by the state marshal, he must realize that all things pass before he loses hope to Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: And right, something else to differentiate us, we focus a lot on theme. So if you're reading a book, there's a purpose to it. And there's
0: this- a- in a the story. I mean, for real. I don't want an endless shit. I want something that give me some oomph, um, some of that web. Give give me something to effing feel for. Because that's what yeah. I am for in a comic book. That's why, again, I was a fan of Walking Dead. When Robert Kerman brought that again, you were connecting to characters. Look, a character-driven
1: story of yeah. zombies,
0: and the focus wasn't even the zombies. No. I
1: mean, how great is that? It's a brilliant book. And, you know, it's it's about character and story and theme. And that's kind of the problem we're seeing with... Some of, some of the existing titles, right? hmm And we're not just pumping out books once a month. So our books are m- much more well thought out, more times put into it. I don't rush the artists. I don't, I mean, you know.
0: again, yeah, look, folks, see what I'm saying? Look, a, a different book. Look at the amount of word bubbles. Look at the beautiful coloring. They are, I mean, shit. You ain't going wrong something that's gorgeous and again from an amazing independent publisher right there baby whoa dude this book
1: looks fun I can't wait to read it because yo, yo and that that's uh Mason mendoza's first book here or first uh first? solo book that's his first solo book so yo.
0: how did you how did you scoop the team that you have? Under the Critical
1: Entertainment Banner, because, wow, this is talented staff you got right here, bro. Well, Mason, he's my business partner. We went to college together. So, okay. we kind of have the classic, like, oh, we came up with this story 10 years ago, and hopefully we'll have a <laughs> <opinion."> <laughs> So, like, that's, that's this book here. It's called Minion.
0: Yo, what? Hold on, man. Let me put that on the bigger screen, because that
1: looks fire. Look at that. So, so this, so this, is, this is actually kind of our superhero story. Ooh. Oh, that, that's back home right there. Is that Brooklyn right there, bro? It's a, it's so it's it's actually it's called New New York. Okay? All right, and this is a story about the minions of a supervillain who fight for control over the city, and then they have to fight the cops, and then they also have to fight the the main superhero in the city who always constantly beats them up all the time. And there's how much they can do about it. So.
0: What am I doing? Here we go. Put it on the screen again. Keep talking. I just want to show people off the little packet that you sent and that you sent right. We got bookmarks. Oh, wait a minute. We got some bookmarks. We got bookmarks. I'm going to be giving some of these away then. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, folks. You want some bookmarks. you You better be commenting. All right, hit me up on the DMs, man. We got signed, and I'll send you,
1: oh, look at that. Wow. He was teasing
0: me the cover on the fly, and it was right there. This is dope.
1: All the comic book shops will have some of those bookmarks, so if they're still available, they're free. So if you go in your local comic book shop and they've gotten our package, you can maybe ask for them or try to pick them up if they have them.
0: Oh, don't you worry, man. This is dope. Thank you. I'm keeping one, guys, all right? Sure. (laughs) Books to me, and I, I need all the bookmarks I could get because I'm reading too many things at the same time. How do I stay concentrated? I do not know, but this is what we do, right? But we're quickly going to tell you, man, so what's the long term goal? So, how, how are you going to keep this going? Like, how many, What? what's the first phase of title? Like, are, are you thinking phase two, phase three? Like, what's the plan for critical?
1: Okay, so so you, you've kind of seen phase one here, and I kind of wanted to announce our phase two which is going to be 2024, right? First quarter of 2024. We have a few books coming out March 27th is The First Americans. This is a new series, limited series. That cover of dope, too, though. What the? This is about a tribe of Paleo-Indians as they travel from North America or travel from Siberia into North America for the first time 14,000 years ago. Whoa, okay. Right? So it's basically this tribe that follows this pack of mammoths, this elusive pack of mammoths. And it kind of follows what it would be like to enter North America for the very first time. This is the first time humans ever walked into North America. So it's kind of a survival story on what it would be like to first go into North America, deal with all these animals and terrain that people have never seen before. You know what's crazy, brother? Just
0: read that they're they already growing a, a, a mammoth in the lab, you know, based on the DNA they found several years ago. So, you know, wouldn't it be funny if you had the release of your book coincides with the announcement of the release of a woolly mammoth? Of the, <laughs> of the creation of? Recreation. What? They, what? Call it, they call this a de-extinction event.
1: The extinction event. I'm like, all right, that's funny. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, a lot of research on this book. And then there's in this one, there's no dialogue. There's basically no dialogue, right? Oh, it's like Primal, bro. You're killing me, bro. Love it. No, no, no dialogue. Let me get one of the really cool pages here. i saying it's like Primal, right? Because
0: Primal was a cartoon with no dialogue, just grunts and roars.
1: Yeah, grunts and roars. He has to fight a saber-toothed cat in the first issue, right? So a lot of these animals we'd have to survive against that we no longer do. I think
0: this is great for fans of Primal. I don't know if you've seen that cartoon, but if you have not.
1: Yeah, so I've done a lot of research, right? The mammoth research, a lot of it's based off of a mammoth skeleton they found in Sierra Madre, New Mexico where they found these clovis spear points with with the corpse of a mammoth so that's oh. when they were f- first theorized that um, that humans were in north america 14,000 years ago even way before when they thought they were first here crazy yeah
0: i'm um, you know, history again what what who knows what lies underneath <laughs>
1: but but as you can tell like this is different genre different audience A lot of our strategy is goes, okay, this person likes zombie books. They come up for the zombie book here. Check out this other stuff, you know? Oh, you like sci-fi come here. We have two, three different sci-fi books. Maybe you like this cowboy book. So we get a lot of, we get a lot of different people who come up to our booth or just like, man, I like that cowboy cover, you know, or man, I like sci-fi and this stood out to me. So we really are trying to build a wide audience as much as we can. Excellent.
0: Excellent. As you should, because I think that's what indie needs to do, diversify content. You don't depend on one title. You know, you know, build that team. You know, I, was it fun to build your team? You know, w- was that a tedious task for you to, 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 you know, again, you know, you know, build y- y- your team of creators. Like, w- was it an easy task?
1: the, You know, partnering up with Mason was easy since we've been great friends for a very long time since college. Getting the artist was difficult. I've been working with three different artists for about 10 years now, 8 to 10 years. Wow. Yeah. So, like, Alonzo, right, Alonzo I've been working with. This is issue two of Planetary. Oh, wow! And this this comes out February 28th. No, and it. he's
0: showing you books already, folks. This is ready to go, baby. Look at Did it. You
1: know, I met him through Deviant Art, which used to be a good place to look look up artists. Mm-hmm. Now it's not. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I think digital fiber is the place to go to people now, apparently. Fiverr. Yeah. It used to be digital webbing. You know, the hardest part was getting artists. I've met Tad Galusha at Emerald City Comic Con, and that's when I started working with him. I did the cowboy with many hats with Tad.
0: I'm sure and it's easier when you meet them in person right? and, and can have a conversation as opposed to this remote stuff.
1: <laughs> the remote stuff, you know, it's it's kind of cool because I work with an artist in Peru and a artist in Buenos Aires, oh, and right. it it's it's almost like having a pen pal, remember like pen pals they they make you write a letter to someone, you get it back a month later, and it's like, cool, this person's in a different part of the world. Now I work with two artists who are in different parts of the world and it's pretty interesting. You know, they're they're great. Alonso and Leandro are great artists and talented. And they want to be in this market too. And you think it's hard to be a creator here when you're when you're in Argentina, it's a little harder to get to Comic Con. You know what I mean? Wow. So so I've been working with these people. We have Prisoners of Ghostland up there. Alonso did Alonzo Molina Gonzalez did the art on this. Same um,
0: word featuring Nick Cage himself. I mean, Nick is alone with a to play nowadays, too. So this is dope.
1: Yeah, so th- so that is a prequel to the Prisoners of Ghostland movie. Cool. Uh, starring Nicolas Cage. So really that comic just intros the movie and kind of the idea is if you like the comic, you can go see the film or if you like the film, you can come back and see, well, what happened before it. (laughs) And look, folks, look
0: look at their titles here, the beautiful website, check it out and get, let me leave it on there while, while we're touring a little bit. But again, look at all you can get that's available now,
1: as you saw, beautiful books that no ads, right? There's no ads in our books other than our own a- ads at the la- at the very end, right? So we don't What stick where that. they be low on? Don't interrupt yeah. my reading. <laughs> we, we we put our ads in the very back of the book when you're already done. So, you know, it's I like the Netflix model a little bit better than the Amazon, you know, Prime where it's like yeah. uh, you get ads in the middle of your show and it just breaks it up and off. Uh,
0: yeah, especially as a good product. How do you? But right there, folks, you see, you can see they're also listed in Diamond, uh, previews world. So, you know, if, if you're one of those fans that get these books, cause I know some that do that, that they, that they live right in their Bible. <laughs> yeah. So right there, folks, they are listed there. So show the love. They got books that are coming out this week in Lifeboat. You got Zombie Zero, you know, which is the 29th and already available is the Cowboy right here. All right. So you got to show this love. I mean, check out this website. You got, got trailers. Trailers, yeah. previews, teases. You got everything. They're all over the place. They're all about Amazon, Legacy Comics, and Car Shoutouts. I want the retailers to support.
1: Uh, I have a list of retailers in L.A. that <laughs> have our books already that have been supporting us. So. Hey, Young group
0: Man, my peeps right there.
1: They're They're very indie friendly. They're very
0: Eric and Chris bought the beautiful app over here. And, and you know, now that you know Comixology is basically officially dead. Thank you, Amazon. I mean, I think there's no better alternative
1: than Global uh, Don't get me started on Comixology. <laughs> it, it was so good. It was yes, so man. good. Dude, yeah.
0: I met David way before Comixology was Comixology when they were doing trying to do storefronts for for stores digital storefronts right before they birthed the idea of becoming a digital storefront themselves
1: we used to sell a lot of books on Comicsology. you know they they tried to get indies up there and then the second amazon bought it boom we lost all, all those sales
0: because indie is a threat so of course a corporation is going to try to squash the threat you know to the bigger corporation their homies you know that'll give them better deals on shit you feel me and then it's yep. all motive. And again, if they can't control the IP, they want to squash the IP. That's how I feel that that this business really treats creators. If they can't own you, they're gonna
1: fucking squash you. Well, every as as we were talking before, it's the low hanging fruit. You know, it's everyone's still stuck on this low hanging fruit. And the stores that are doing better, they they are they carry independent books. Yeah. They they have new and interesting things to generate new readers.
0: Oh, not just
1: watch old ones.
0: I'll tell you, there's a shop in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I gotta remember the name of these shops, man. I'm so sorry, but it's in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. They, when I went into this shop, I was floored. Only indies on the walls, whether you know indie comics, indie magazines, indie books like novels from independent. I'm like, yo, this is all in the Eagles. Yep, that's all I want to support. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm in love
1: with the shop. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, that's what we need. The people who are going to adapt are the ones who are going to survive. Absolutely. Agree. That's, that's what it's going to be because they're watching the low-hanging fruit get worse and disappear, and then they don't know what to do.
0: Absolutely, and then you guys are the future anyway, because everybody that's anyway in, in the big top now started at the bottom. You know, they yeah. started as independent. So yeah. folks, don't, don't stress these guys once they're A-list level. You know what? Show the love from the beginning. Be there. Follow their journey. Let me tell you, very interesting. Again, based on who I've spoken to and seeing growth in so many people, even fellow team members, Seeing them, you know, like, I don't know how to write reviews to, holy shit, I just wrote my first novel a couple years later. Like, holy shit, proud of them, you know? And this is the whole thing, support independent creation and and creativity
1: as a whole. It's a great thing. And, you know, it's not just me, of course. Look at all the great indie titles that are out there. And, you know, if you go to comic conventions, you get access to it. But Mm -hmm. if you go into your local comic book shop, you might not, you know, And yeah, it is a lot harder for someone to go up to, you know, their retailer and go like, can I order this book? I don't know how to order this book, you know, stuff like that. There's got to be easier entry points for people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just think Indies the way, you know, place places like us, Scout, you know, it's sad seeing Aftershock kind of file for bankruptcy and a few other.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, you know, from what I understand, they did things that 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 weren't weren't cool. Similar to what Action Lab did, you know, Action Lab was another one. You know, they they, they started off so good and they wanted to be an IP hungry house and unfortunately screwed up so many creators. Sadly,
1: well, you know, another reason why Mason and I made this company is to protect our IPs. And I work for a producer Michael Mendelson the one I did Prisoners of the Ghostland comic with, he, that's one of his films. And he, he's looking for comic book IP to pick up. And it's hard to pick up a, someone's IP when it's at Aftershock or one of these other bigger companies because yeah. they don't want to let go of the IP. No, or, or I need to get a yes from eight different people at a company.
0: Which is bullshit because, again, the IP doesn't belong to you as a whole because I thought it was creator-owned. And, and you're, you're card-blocking because you want a piece. That is so fucking wrong. Allow your creator because, again, listen, your books are going to sell more when well, you let the creator create and, and let them have their opportunity. What the fuck? Read no, no. in the industry, Chris, man, it's just insane.
1: We, uh, we picked up someone else's comic book. I can't say who it is. But the publisher she was under gave her no problems at all selling the rights to it. And she's Ooh. been the, she's been the only one that we've really been able to pick up a script from or an IP from because some of these other companies like Aftershock, we tried to get a book and it was impossible. And I went to the creator first. I was like, hey, we we're interested in your book, you know,
0: yeah. Let us.
1: Let, you know, who at Aftershock do I have to talk to? And once I started talking with them and try, you know, I'm in a zoom meeting with like eight people and it's like, what's going on, you know, and they didn't follow up. They, they, they weren't aggressive and knowing the film industry, you have to be aggressive. Cause my boss, you know, he's not going to be aggressive. He's not going to be going out to Michigan or the Midwest to just sign a contract with you, you know? So some of these comic book companies that are just IP houses, they they're what IP have they sold out? You know what IP, what films have they made? So if you're, if you're a new indie creator and you go to some of these publishers and they they give you 8%, first of all, you do all the work, you do all the work. They don't market for you either. No. So they go, you market, you got to do the marketing as well. So it's like, why don't I just, have my own company and do it myself and get, get all the profit. You know, if all the
0: if profit, you, you you book yourself, you help yourself, you help your own company. Again, that's what you got to do. Because again, why sign on with someone that's not going to help?
1: There really is no point. <laughs> just, and, you know, Zombie, well, Zero, yeah. Zombie Zero has been optioned and, Dope. and it's easier to get it optioned when I'm the only one who has the rights to it. And
0: oh, yeah, so they didn't get on a call with eight zoom people. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> it, it it you know, Michael Mendelssohn picked me up at a comic con and it was much easier for him to deal with me and pick up an IP for me oh. instead of a full company who wants to be involved in like, how, how can a company in the Midwest be involved with filmmaking when they can't even go to the meetings,
0: uh-huh. you know?
1: They can't make any of the meetings out here. They don't really know how the industry works, and it's, it's they they get the same treatment that they give to all their creators. Because my producer, he he won't care, you know. Like there's a hundred other publishers behind them trying to sell IP to him. So you know, it it comes back around. It comes back around. You know, if you treat creators like they're not worth your time. You know, wait till you get treated like you're not worth this movie producer's time. Absolutely.
0: Karma's real, folks. Karma's real. You know what I mean? But this is why he's over here with Critical Entertainment to bring us new things, new flavors, new tastes, new books, new reads, independent. The best right here. Go to your local comic shop, man. Tell them you want some Critical Entertainment on the shelves. I'm telling you, did you see the, you know, do I have to show them off again, guys? I mean, one more time, just for you guys, because, again, I'm happy. I, I have some reading to do tonight, baby. I mean, Cowboy with have Look at that gorgeous Club, right? Chris' old name right there, all right? The Planetary Expansion, I mean, I'll give you a give you tease on the inside, and I can't wait, oh, my God, to, like, dig into this. Look at it. Look at the girth on this bad boy, baby. That, that, this is the graphic. That's a book. Right. Look at that spine. Look at this self-porn right here, baby. (laughs) Right? Right? What do we got? We got one more That's right. Boom. I mean, gorgeous books. Support indie, folks. This is where it's at. I'm not talking shit here. I'm talking the truth. (laughs) Everybody complaining about Big Two. Why complain? Just drop them and just look for your alternative that's all there's a lot of creative stuff complain right with your dollars don't complain with your mouth complain with your dollars you know, support indie so all right two things before we go first up i know we're winding down on the year any cons that you're going to be making any appearances at uh, for uh
1: we'll be at la comic-con i think december 1st through 3rd so we'll, we'll be there we have a nice booth, and L.A. is our hometown. I, I live like 10 minutes from L.A. Comic-Con, so it's my favorite con.
0: Easy to commute, and do you know your booth number in case any listeners
1: All right, are in the Let's, L.A. area? Let me get my booth number out here for you. We need. Did you just put out a Rolodex, bro? Oh, I, I,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought you were there filming through paper. Like I'm not that old school. <laughs> booth 1314. 1314
0: at LA Comic Con, baby, December 1 through 3rd. You know, check out Support indie, All right. And get get yourself a nice signed book, pick up these beautiful books. Then you're going to listen. That is actually a great thing. You guys are going to see this firsthand, how dope they are. All right. And now, lastly, you know, always about advice, brother. Like, what type of advice would you give to any up and coming trying to step into the game now? And of course, if they wanted to work with Critical, how can they?
1: If if you want to work for Critical or at least, you know, if you're an artist or a writer and want to get to know us, go to these comic conventions, go to L.A. Comic-Con, WonderCon, San Diego. Those are the main ones we go to. And that's the easiest way to get on our radar is to meet us in person because we get submissions, too, and it's, it's tough. You know, we can't take on too many new people right now. We have one new creator in the wings. We're waiting on work for, for, but really, yeah, come, come to these cons. And this goes to the advice too. You need to attend Comic-Con. You need to attend San Diego Comic-Con. You got to get out to WonderCon. And if you're on the East coast, right, you got to go to New York and Chicago, but you have to go. You need, you need editors and publishers to see you over and over and over again. Right. They need to know. Hey, you know, you want to be a writer, you want to be an artist. If I see you three, four times at a convention, then I know you're serious. Then I know you're going to stick around, right? Same, same deal goes for a reader. When they read your books, they want to know, okay, is planetary expansion number two actually going to come out, right? Is number three actually going to come out? So it goes the same thing with creators. If you want to work, go to these cons and then. You know, mostly as a writer, protecting your IP is important. Mm-hmm. So, be careful of publishers who will—they'll publish you, and they want X percentage of your IP if it gets made into a film. That's that's a red flag because okay. you're going to have to go through them to get a yes, and they might go, well, you know, this producer—it's not Sony, you know, it's not Paramount. It's like, yeah, about you by the. Proverbial balls, yeah. In, uh, the own IP, and it's like, bro, you're not Paramount, you're not Sony. You right. know what film have you made? So <laughs> pr- protect your rights. You know, I I don't know how images or some of the other creator owns, but make sure you keep your rights. Keep your. Oh, I see rights.
0: projects come off from them, so I I think it seems to be pretty fair.
1: <laughs> I hope. So yeah, you know, and then if you're working with artists. Get used to them. Have them do a short first. Know what it's like working with them. Right. Once again, once you know they can complete a story, you know, a short, throw them on a hundred page book. If they can complete that, throw them on your, you know, long term series. Hey, man, throw, throw
0: them on, on your version of a war and peace type
1: uh, novel. <laughs> and I guess treat them well too, you know. Absolutely. If treat Treat people how you want to be treated. So, you know, don't be a jerk artists give them time to you know i'm very lenient with my artists they're fantastic and talented so and it
0: shows in the work. you know at the end of the day because beautiful product comes out because you know you give
1: them space to create yeah you you gotta give them space to create and that's my other advice too if you do ever sell like and you get one of your things optioned you're gonna let it go you got to let it go and they're going to change it and all that stuff. And until you're Alan Moore or Robert Kirkman or whatever, then you can be a little bit more like, don't change this or yeah, whatever. But, you know, learn to let it go. That's, that's another thing that like the produ- producers, they'll be like, Oh, look at this guy. He thinks you're, he thinks his books, the ne- next fast and the furious. Who are you? You know, <laughs> he gets that too. He gets he gets oh my agent says this is the next Fast and the Furious franchise and it's like no it's not. No, no. we don't
0: wanna see thirteen, fifteen movies. I mean, where what are we gonna get up to? Forty? Is that is that the case? We're gonna see them retire social security and fast buggies, you know, the three wheel scooters
1: just a bunch of bald-headed guys fighting <laughs> <at> each other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we gotta see that. The old and the the fur- the old and the petty. That's that's what I want to call it at the end, because it's gonna happen. The old and the petty. You still mad about that? Yeah, we are. So let's... Bro, I love it. I love what you're doing with the company. I love the comic books. Thank you for, for your generosity. I can't wait to me to read these and sit down and enjoy it. Pleasant
1: surprise, you know, and I do love in my zombies, so... Well, yeah. you know be the first one that i'm I'm gonna eat up (laughs) thank you al i mean you know anyone who helps the independent community i think is kind of like champions of comic books right now because you know if this industry wants to grow it's gonna have to be indies and it's gonna have to be people like you who take more risks just like we're taking risks on independent titles you know reviews you know you're trying to get a lot of use too, so i'm i'll share I'll share this podcast. It's up to me to share your guy's stuff too, yeah, so well, as a
0: would symbiotic relationship from these podcasts, but it's all about just spreading the word of new things, options, you know what I mean, folks. This is what it is about. I mean you have stop complaining I, I see so many people so angry. yes, I know that they're hurting your favorite concert, but guess what? When you're older, they're no longer being written for you. So I guess yeah. in the world of indie, there's tons being written for you, and I mean tons. Critical Entertainment is right there bringing you some next level stuff that's going to be like I said, self porn, or you know, sitting in your kind of collection box and be yo, guys, have you seen this? It's one of those. Support energy indie. Support Chris. For a comic crew, because we're indie ourselves that support indie. All right. Thank you, Chris, for your time. I appreciate you, homie. Thank you, Al. All right, man. Do you know what it is? Support comic crusaders all over the place. We got the website, we got the podcast, we got the extended family, we got undercover capes. I also told you everything. Hasta la próxima. <laughs> Wepa! <laughs> Thank you for listening Thank to the conversation. the, the podcast. podcast. If you like the content, like please, please subscribe, please subscribe and, turn on and turn on notifications. Also, please visit commentators. Com 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 and extend the podcast, podcast family, arrest family, arrest family arrest over at podcast. the And also make sure to download the download the app the Google Play Store today.